Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Terrence O'Hay Sr., and I am the senior pastor of Faith Deliverance Church of God in Christ, with a place for ministry music, and the saving of souls is our goal. Well, today, I'd like to welcome the audience to uh, a version of Power Talk on today. I have a special guest, a great friend, a great author, a colleague, a professor as well, and he also is a professional counselor. Uh, I'm going to welcome him to Power Talk on today. And his name is no other than Dr. Al Sarno. Welcome, Al. How are you on today? Thank you, sir. I'm doing well. Thank you for the honor of being on your show, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you. But let me say this. Al comes very well uh, capable of addressing uh, topics of, of great discussion. You see, April is natural, uh, I'm sorry, National Stress Awareness Month. Uh, help us bring uh, an, a, attention to the negative impact of stress. You know, stress impacts people's lives in so many ways, but we want to be able to deal with our stress that we, we may encounter in a healthy way. But Dr. Sarno is gifted in helping people uh, find meaning and purpose in their life. And he's also a Christian counselor for more than, you have been a Christian counselor for more than four decades. That's a long time, Al. Yes, sir. I got my start early. And uh, the first the first job I had was counseling abused and neglected kids in a group home. So that was back in my 20s. So I could relate to those kids better then than now. But mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was a pleasure then as much as it could be to be used to the Lord mm -hmm. and to uh, minister to those hurting kids. Wow, that's a powerful ministry, ministering to those hurting kids. Because, you know, kids today are impacted in such a great way as never before. And we thank you for being there to uh, come alongside them and get them in a good place. You know, you also specializes in helping people overcome addictions, anxiety disorder, and PTSD. Yes, sir. Yes, I work with our military, help them uncover and unpack childhood trauma as well as combat trauma we call that complex trauma now when they've had childhood trauma and then uh, combat trauma on top of that uh helping them unpack that and treat that uh so they could lead healthy and effective lives yes sir you know i also uh, i teach an online course at liberty university and you are a you are a professor online professor right at liberty correct Yes, sir. We're colleagues yes, sir. that way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you do teaching as well as practicing as a, as a counselor. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, and I mentor doctoral students in the DMEN program and the EDD trauma program as well and um, teach courses. I just finished up teaching uh, community issues and psychology uh, course for doctoral students. So had uh, 20 wonderful students in that class. And I usually mentor around 10 or 20 interns a semester uh, finishing their internship. So it's okay. quite rewarding to both teach and counsel. Mm. Wow, thank you for that. That's rewarding to both teach and counsel. So that tells me as a counselor, you know, counselors are people helpers. Uh, you know, we love helping those who are need, those who need someone to support them and, and, and you know, to get along and come along as well as in the classroom. And, you know, you've got a, a great depth of academics behind you, sir. And we can appreciate all that you've done in that field. 
uh, from your literature reviews and your different uh, engagement you speaking across the country about topics that are very intimate to your heart. So I want to say, since you're new to Power Talk, I want to get the our guest to get to know something about Dr. Sarno. You know, I I, I met you personally last year at the Libby graduation. Remember? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, you and I had a, a program, not not a program. We had an assignment or a task to work together uh, at Liberty. And I appreciate that, that you came, you know, yeah. you you being the expert, uh, I'm the new kid on the block with the online teaching, but you, you being the expert, you were very helpful in that process. Well, you were the tall, handsome one and I was <laughs> the short one. <laughs> no, 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 no. But let me get started with, with a few questions because I want to you know, delay your time. I know you're a very busy man. So, you know, we, we're talking about stress awareness month. So what has kept you uh, from burnout, Dr. Sarno? I would say prayer and humor in that order. Uh, <laughs> just the Lord Jesus Christ and praying to him and drawing closer to God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, and knowing myself and knowing others and drawing closer to them. Uh, that's all in the uh, capsule of prayer, if you will. Uh, mm -hmm. So prayer and humor, maintaining a sense of humor, uh, seeking out humor. Uh, there's some good Christian comedians now listening to their stuff in between sessions or before the end of my day. So that's pretty, that and physical exercise. I have a trainer uh, that uh, kind of goes rough on me sometimes. And uh, I have a word for him, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's kind of a, well, in a nice way, I guess, is one could be kind of a terrorist, but uh, <laughs> a punisher, if you will. But he's doing his job, and he's a great trainer, wonderful trainer. Well, so, kudos to your trainer, and kudos for expressing how that you deal with burnout. You know, what God says, a merry heart is like a medicine. Yeah. So the humor, the laughter, the joy, finding a source of release, and that's so important. And, you know, with that trainer, you know, I have a trainer as well. I work with him online. And, uh, you know, they, they they do put us to the test to push pushes, right? <laughs> exactly. One more. Just one more. It's like, no, no, no more. more. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how many one reps more. is this going to be, right? Yeah, I, I get you. So let me ask you, since you both a counselor and a, a, a instructor, professor, what do you like better, teaching or counseling? Oh, I get asked that question a lot, and I, I kid you not, it's a, it's a tie. It's, it's a tie, a, okay. I, I just, as long as I'm doing both, I'm satisfied in pleasing the Lord and fulfilling the meaning and purpose He has for me in my life. Uh, so as long as I'm doing both, but I, I really enjoy both. Uh, I, I don't like the paperwork in either one of them sometimes, <laughs> but that's you know, it's, it's minuscule, so. Uh, it's just uh, teaching and counseling, probably a tie. Okay, you know, I like that, that you love them both equally. They're both yeah. are important and, and no one's greater, no one, none is greater than the other. And uh, so I'm sure your students and your counselees can appreciate that. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Uh, another question I'm gonna ask you. So then do you like teaching in person better or online? Probably in person. I just like to see the reactions of the students and, and get to know them. Uh, 
face to face. But I, especially since COVID, I'm doing a lot more online mm-hmm. uh, and enjoying that as much. Uh, probably the only thing I don't like about online is having to type so much. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I just I, I still enjoy the student interaction and the Zoom meetings and the Brady Bunch pictures of all the students. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them don't know about the Brady Bunch and don't know the reference I'm making to that. So I'm starting to date myself and I'm going to have to come up with a different analogy. If you think of one, let me know. But uh... <laughs> well, but, but let me tell you then, speaking about dating, I know Jan, Greg, Marsha, all of those, <laughs> Jan. You know the names. Yeah, I mean, the, the Brady Bunch uh, came for uh, Florence, the housekeeper, and yeah. yeah. So, hey, I'm walking down that same road. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard Florence in real life has a real, uh, I forget her actress name, uh, but she has a uh, testimony of service in the Lord. She's a wow. believer is what I've heard over the years. So okay. I was a believer. I think she's passed on now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the show, she certainly was a great support in that family as they depicted yeah. her being the housekeeper, but she served yeah. them as if they were, they were own children. So, and they leaned on her. So just good to yeah. know that she was really a true Christian woman of God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me ask this question. So what is the number one thing with all that you do uh, that you like to help people overcome? What is the number one thing that you like to do to help people overcome? Probably uh, just uh, not knowing what their meaning and purpose in life is. And then along with that, usually goes not liking themselves. Mm. So I really think the Lord wants us to like ourselves and come to a place of healing where we can like who we are and like uh, just like being ourselves in the Lord and freedom in the Lord. Uh, now, of course, that doesn't mean we like our sins, but sin's mm-hmm. different than us. That's very, very clear in Scripture. Sin mm-hmm. comes from outside of us and no longer dwells in us when we're in Christ, because mm-hmm. Christ is in us. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives us the freedom to just start, start to like ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the first things I help people work on, is to get to a place where they could say, look in the mirror at themselves eye to eye and say, I like me. I like me. I even oh, have them do an exercise, say it mm-hmm. five times. I like me. 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 Mm-hmm. So, well, let me say, Dr. Sarno, I like that because we have to look in the mirror and we see ourselves, and uh, we have to be the first person to love who we are. You know, we have been fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and uh, and we want to, you know, He's created us all in the beauty and Im- image of Him. And to love, like ourselves, love ourselves, is so important. You know, I heard you speak earlier about the young people that you counseled earlier in your career, and the different issues that they were encountering. You know, today we've got bullying, bully, bullying, uh, kids going through a, a struggle dealing with their weight, and kids, you know, making fun of them and things of that sort. But uh, it's so much that we need to be uh, mindful and careful of and letting our children know how beautiful they are and that no one loves them any more greater than their parents, their families. And you know, I believe there are kids who have some real good friends 
But when those who have lack of self-esteem and uh, again, as you mentioned, one of your greatest things of helping people to love themselves. I, I appreciate that. That's that's a great answer. That's a great yeah, answer. Yeah. And I know earlier when I said sin doesn't dwell in us uh, in the sense that because Christ now dwells in us, I know some would contend with, with me on that and I welcome debates. I love to debate, actually. Mm -hmm. And I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. Mm -hmm. is what I tell my students. So, uh, <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, I agree with you, you know, uh, sin, we don't, we don't want sin to reign in our right. bodies. You know, we want, you know, as Christ has come into our lives and we accept him as our personal and savior, we become new creation, we cr creatures, yeah. new, a new creation in him. And I, the next question is a great segue to that because I, I love hearing your conversation as you represent Christ, you refer to Christ uh, what do you like most about serving Christ, serving Jesus? What do you what do you, what do you like the most? He every assignment he gives us is perfect for us. He, he doesn't ever give us something under us or over us in the mm -hmm. sense of it's too much for us to handle or gonna bore us. Uh, Hans Selye, the expert in stress and stress management found that too little stress was as bad for us as too much stress. Mm. It's a bell-shaped curve. There's a right level of performance for us at the right level of stress. Mm -hmm. And the Lord always achieves that in his assignments for us. Mm. And it's never too much, never too little. And I just love that about the Lord because he loves us. He's, not, he's a good father. He's a good, good God. And he's going to do what's best for us and what, he wants us to fulfill in our lives. Mm, he's so. a good father. That that's that's that right there. Uh, you know what good father would cause any harm to a child? Right. A good father wants to do the best thing, the right thing, as Jesus said about the the stone and the bread and, and the fish. Will he give? You know, it's that that's what a good father does. He gives us the right tools. Uh, the, and show us the right love. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, I love that. I thank you for that. So what is your favorite Bible uh, story? Um, well, it, probably uh, the one I just read this morning was about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And that okay. is one of my favorites because when Jesus, when, excuse me, when Lazarus hopped out of the grave, because he was still in his grave cloth, right? Yes, that's he right. Hop. He had, I couldn't walk. He had to hop out of the grave. Hmm. He said to the people around him, Jesus said to the people around him, unbind him. Hmm. So it was up to the believers around Lazarus to unbind him. And I just see that as a perfect picture that when someone gets saved, the church is to come around them and unbind them, unpack mm. everything that they carry in and get that off their shoulders and get them free in Christ to where they can like themselves and like life and enjoy life and life more abundant. So that'd be the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. 
Oh, wow. Thank you for that. You know, I love how you mentioned that when Jesus raised him from the dead, he told those that were there to unbind him. Yes. And we as believers and brothers and sisters in Christ should be there to support our brother and sister who may be going through a challenge or a test and help them get through that, to help them unbind what it is they may have wrapped their minds under and not feeling wanted. You know, we, we, you know, we talk about stress uh, and uh depression and, and 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 which can lead to suicide but we know that uh when we just came through the resurrection uh celebration a few days ago and i shared with the uh, our ministry uh i never focused on this aspect of the resurrection story dr sarno about judas we mentioned judas betraying him uh for the 30 pieces of silver but the fact the impact of that was he walked away and he ended his life by suicide. And my message was that we don't condone suicide. We're not here to promote suicide. But we look at the suicide of Judas to give those who may be going through a crisis and struggling to give them a sense of hope that they can live, that they don't have to end their lives by suicide. You know, I'm my mom ended her life by suicide when I was an 11-year-old boy. And uh, it was very traumatic for me. And as you mentioned earlier about PTSD, that you have served those who deal with that with their different uh, struggles. Um, many times we re relate PTSD to being in war, uh, veterans and, and serving our country. You know, I served, the, my, I was in the Air Force for 21 years and seven months, but I didn't encounter PTSD because I was not in any, any war campaigns. But I've suffered PTSD, Dr. Sarno, from the traumatic experience of losing my mother to suicide. Sure. Most definitely, yes. And I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, and um, but I appreciate you sharing that about coming alongside those and helping those that are bound that are bound. But now another reason I want to have you on today, first of all, I love reading. I'm an avid reader. Mm. And you released a new book. Yes. This book right here is powerful joy on the same page the art of building relational intimacy dr sarnoff can you talk about what what was the what was the motivation and what was the drive for you to pen such a remarkable book well it certainly came out of my own struggles in life and my own journey uh, as well as helping others through their journeys and trials. Um, I found that none of us had been taught what relational intimacy was. Mm -hmm. And yet I saw it as our number one need. Because when we don't have relational intimacy, we act out with behaviors to deal with the pain that we're in from not having that need met. So the needs are air, water, food, and sleep. Uh, but above air, we will look for relational intimacy. And if we're not getting that need met, we'll self-medicate with alcohol and other drugs. We'll self-medicate with sexual addictions. We'll act out in power addictions, any other number of ways. And uh, once we get that need met, those behaviors kind of fall by the wayside. It's not that we stop sinning but it's nowhere near to the level of self-destruction that we did previous 
when the need went unmet. Mm -hmm. So I found that none of us knew about any of that. And that was a goal of scripture because I was seeing scripture as a love letter from God, as an invitation to relational intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I just wanted people to know how to get that need met so they won't be doing all these things that none of us really want to do. Like the apostle Paul said, you know, the things that I want to do, I don't, the right. things I don't want to do, I do. We're all living in that struggle. We all live in that struggle. Uh, and yet relational intimacy is the one that quiets the struggle and makes it manageable and makes it uh, attainable. Mm -hmm. So that's what, uh, I set out to do, and 10 years later, uh, you're holding the book in your hand, and I'm just elated because uh, I think it's going to help a lot of people. Yes, it is very, uh, it's an awesome book, and you know, I, there's a word that you use here, relational, and for me, dealing with pastoral counseling, I, I'm a believer of the, these four areas for the whole man, mental, physical, spiritual, and relational. And when I saw relational in your book and how you you have you have broken it down and laid it out so well, because I think it's so important, as you said, it's what, what persons may have been taught and not knowing how, because you said, I invite you to seek the treasure of meaningful, intimate relationships with you as you're sharing with those who are reading your book how to get there because you know the art of building relational intimacy i think when i think of art of learning how to compose something draw something put something together capture something so there is a way to capture intimacy relational would you say yes sir yes and while we all have the as a number one need God uses our individuality to meet that need. So it's, it's I, I help people, I don't tell them what to do, but I help them discover what to seek and how to hear from God. So they'll find the best way of building relational intimacy with themselves mm -hmm. and with others and certainly well, I, with the Lord. Yes, sir. I think that's so important. I, I, I talk about self-care, soul care, you know, giving them a way how to seek God for themselves and how he can be impactful in their lives. And when they're maybe going through a crisis situation, not knowing the, how to navigate through those matters of the heart. But your book certainly addresses that. As I read the book, you know, as you mentioned earlier, how you shared your own personal uh, uh, struggles of life that you dealt with. And when you talked about your experience with Christ as that young child at, 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 in, in Florida, Talk about that. I love that story. How the Spirit of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost came in your life. Man, that was so powerful. Yes, yeah, so I was 14 years old. And prior to that, uh, I accepted Jesus as my Savior as a four-year-old in Sunday school class. Okay. And I really remember <laughs> at four. Yes, sir. I remember even at four, when I asked Jesus into my heart, the room was very, very bright. Hmm. And I remember the light being so bright, I had to squint, like, you know, because it was just so bright after I accepted him as my savior. And then fast forward to that age of 14, I was at in Fort Lauderdale at War Memorial Auditorium. And 
the speakers that day were Bob Mumford, Derek Prince, Ern Baxter, uh, Charles Simpson, and Don Basham. And when Bob Mumford was preaching about halfway through, the Holy Spirit descended on the auditorium. And there were about 400 people there of all ages, mm. but mostly us young people. I was 14, and uh, but it was mostly young people. And uh, we just started speaking in other tongues and it was just a wonderful relationship with the holy spirit in that moment and we were filled with joy and mm. just joy expressible uh it yes. was just it was not happiness it was joy it, it was, was something joy. different yes. Amen. oh Amen. wow and uh yeah so i mean it and i still remember that event clearly so it's just wonderful that the Lord touches us like that at different times in our lives. Yes, it is. And the fact that you mentioned in your book, as you said, it was, it was joy. It was just some joy, unspeakable, full of glory. You know, it made me reflect about Asbury uh, that would just happen a few weeks ago and the power of God, the people just come and just sit in the presence of the Lord. But you found that experience at 14 I was 16, so you beat me to that experience. Oh, uh, uh, I, I was 16 years old when I received the filling of the Holy Ghost yeah. in my life. And as you mentioned, it was a kind of speaking of tongues that the Lord came in my life. And my life has it's been 45 years since I've been walking with him. And uh, even as a Christian, even through some of the pain I've experienced, the loss of uh, the trauma, you know, death and loss and grief, uh, but 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 there's a peace that surpasses all understanding how God has guarded and kept our heart and mind. And, you know, uh, we know that we, for, for we know that all things work together for the good to them to love the Lord and those who are called Amen. according to his purpose. You know, there's a question I want to ask you before we close out, because I know you, I, you're a busy man. I want to detain your time. But how do you uh, conduct your self-care? The, uh, uh, I, I set time aside for myself. I certainly have the three hours of training a week that's set aside. It's on a calendar and on a schedule, uh, set days and times. And then I have set days and times when I just go walk and play and have fun, uh, spend time with people and just relax and, and let my guard down kind of thing. So. Uh, and then I certainly attend fellowship, attend church regularly and small groups regularly. Mm -hmm. So those uh, uh, take care of me and those people, rather, I should say, my brothers and sisters in Christ take care of me and minister to me, keep me laughing, keep me encouraged. Uh, and it's just a joy to be around them. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much, and I keep busy. I'd rather be busy than bored. I've learned in my life, uh, if I get too bored, it's back to that under stress. If I get over there, I've fallen into temptation too easily and doubt, all kinds of junk filled my head. So mm -hmm. I just, because uh, like you, I had childhood trauma and PTSD as well. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you ever forget it. It, uh, you know, you can be, a lot of those events just come to mind when we don't want them to. 
So if I, I think the Lord keeps me busy so I can have self-care as well. So kind of a long answer to your question. I hope you don't mind, but. Oh, not at all. I mean, that was very good. Cause again, you know, you're here to help those who are listening. Uh, I mean, and you, you, you wrote, you've written a great book. I want to talk about your book one more time. This Thank book you. gives you the tools to actually find relational intimacy first with God. I mean, you've mentioned God, Christ often in our conversation, then with yourself. I love that. And finally, uh, Dr. Al calls your same page partner. So that tells me, uh, you know, you even address marriage in, in the book, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Correct. correct. Okay. Okay. So again, uh, Dr. Sarno, this is an awesome book. Those who don't have this book, tell them how they can uh, get you a copy of your book, sir. I'm at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You just uh, Google search uh, Joy on the Same Page by uh, Dr. Al Sarno, S-A-R-N-O, and just search that in Google, and it'll take you right to the uh, purchase page, landing page. I also have a website, dralsarno.com. And at the website there, they can find more information. And I might add, sir, that on the back cover, it mentions at the website that there's a free downloadable workbook. Mm. And in the first few chapters, there's a way to access that free downloadable workbook at the website, dralsarno.com. Okay, well, thank you, Dr. Sarno, for sharing that information. By all means, listeners, please purchase this book. Let, let me say this for me, Dr. Sarno. Uh, you know, I love pastors. I'm a pastoral counselor, right? And I consider yes, myself a pastor's friend. So I sent, I, I've already sent a copy of your book to one of my pastor's friend in Texas. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's about helping others and sharing. You know, sure. thank you for sharing about self-care because some people feel or say that self-care is selfish. No, self-care is not selfish. It's about being able to, first of all, as you said, take care of yourself because you can't pour out from an empty vessel. We have to be filled with, with the goodness of God, the love of God, the grace of God. And once he gives that to us, as you mentioned about that joy experience that came in your heart, you know, we want to do that. To, we want we want to give the love of Christ and show the love of Christ to, to others who who may need that. Someone may need to uh, smile, who may be sad, down, disheartened. Yeah. This is Stress Awareness Month, in the month yeah. of April. Uh, you know, we got a few more days left. Uh, so in closing, what would you say to those who may be experiencing stress in their lives and what, what word of encouragement would you give them to how to overcome that? Well, certainly um, pray, spend some time with the Lord. Um, maybe fast along with that, but seek the Lord and ask how uh, you could parse out things that maybe aren't necessary in your life, uh, reduce your load uh, if you can. Now, certainly with finances and all that, sometimes it's not possible, but uh, just see if there's any areas with, that you could just be rid of to reduce the stress in your life. But then to have a mindset that stress is not the enemy. Uh, stress, because again, remember, we need an optimal level of stress to perform and to function. Uh, so just to do an inventory 
there's uh, some good uh, inventories online on stress, stress management, making stress your friend, those kind of things. But just really pray, make it a matter of prayer. And look to our example, Jesus Christ, and see what he did for self-care. And it's very evident that he did a number of things for self-care and start engaging in those things as well. Wow. So. Thank you. Thank you for that answer, Dr. Sarno. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a joy and a privilege to have you on Power Talk. And uh, we'll have to have you back because there's so more to unpack with you. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I'd be honored. I would love that. Okay. Well, until the next time, guests, you all have a great day and be blessed.